Vitor's uniqueness is the way he can merge left and right side of the brain to tackle the challenges of a VUCA world. He is someone that is always looking to add the human element to the business element and bring forward the idea of conscious capitalism to the table to create more value to business and society. He is not the HR hug the tree professional, but he is also not the utilitarian HR person steward of business profits above it all. He strongly believes we need balance and a VUCA world requires that type of approach and mindset. Vitor has 15 years of experience in HR, business partnering, total rewards, organization design, lifelong learning, coaching and mentoring, inclusion and diversity, international career including Brazil, Latin America, Europe and North America, social justice, innovation and creativity, arts and philosophy. In our today's episode, we talk about HR considerations for a world in constant change and uncertain. How can HR professionals can prepare and how can business leaders face people challenges of a VUCA world? Welcome. Thank you, Spurs. <laughs> I'm very honored and pleased to have you here in this uh, episode with us. Uh, Vitor, would you like, uh, uh, before we go with the questions and our today's discussion, to talk a bit about uh, yourself, uh, about your background, what we are doing right now, where are you located? And uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that in order you know, to have a, a warm up, let's say. Sure, of course. Uh, so my name is Vitor Hugo Seed. I'm from Brazil originally, uh, but now I'm living in Atlanta, USA. I work in HR for the past uh, 15 years. Uh, so my entire experience is with uh, large multinational companies. And I've always worked in several different uh, systems in HR, uh, working compensation and benefits, HR strategy, employee engagement, talent management, change management. So you name it, I'm kind of did a little bit of everything in HR. Currently, I'm working with mergers and acquisitions, supporting acquisitions and divestments. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's pretty much my uh, background in just a, you know, a short sentence. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for that. So uh, our today's uh, episode is about HR considerations for a world in constant change and uncertain. And uh, this we will talk about is how can HR professionals can prepare and how can businesses uh, or business leaders, uh, more specific, face people challenges of a VUCA world. So taking under consideration the the topic that uh, we agreed that we will go through today, let me come up with the first question that is what HR professionals can do to tackle the challenges of uh, a VUCA world in practical ways. Yeah, so that's a really good question, Spurs, because uh, I see a lot of HR professionals and my friends actually struggling uh, a little bit with all the changes. And we saw mm-hmm. that with COVID, right? You know, starting in 2020, that accelerated, you know, di- digital world uh, that accelerated, you know, working from home, you know, some 
elements that in the past people would say like that's not possible we cannot have our employees or 100 of work workforce working from home mm -hmm. and now it's kind of a kind of requirement for our companies they need to provide that type of situation right and some employees and some employees in hr department still after three years of COVID, we're still trying to figure out you know how to manage like remote workforce or how to manage you now employees that they need to actually balance better their work life um, and things that uh, in the past were not relevant but now it's really like kind of a business mandate uh, so I see the HR department, in in a sense, needing to adapt to that uh, constant changing world mm -hmm. by knowing exactly what is relevant uh, to their specific industry or their business to have that conversation with their business leaders, rather than just pushing some processes in HR. Right in the past, we were kind of known as the process stewards. Let's call it that way. If you know a little bit of HR literature, you know Dave Urich, like the HR model mm -hmm. and pretty much pushing in terms of oh i need to do like this process perfectly talent management performance review annual compensation review all of those uh, things that uh, hr is known for and we were actually required to you know be perfect and just provide those processes and pushing to the business leaders no matter what you know no matter if the business uh, environment was you know growing you know, not growing or even outside, you know, the world outside going through a recession, through going through, you know, a moment where the country was growing, the market was growing. So basically we could afford that type of situation. But right now, when you think about, you know, how HR can add value to the business, you really need to have that conversation with business leaders and really understand what is our market environment to leverage that. So I think, you know, in a way, the main point here is, you know, for HR professionals to start see HR as a service or as a product, mm -hmm. right? And th things that can actually be relevant to their main customers, you know, the employees, the leaders, mm -hmm. and even the external environment, right? Because, you know, HR in the past, we could afford to not be in the market or to have the knowledge of our customers. But I think, you know, uh, professional HR professional of the future, we really need to know our product. We really need to know our customers, right? So we can actually work with our, you know, employees and with our leaders to develop, you know, better solutions. Okay. Talking, uh, talking, uh, saying this, uh, I would like to just scratch the surface of, uh, like this, there is a lot of knowledge out there. There are a lot of books. There are a lot of tools. There are, there are a lot of, um, um, mentoring programs, let's say, uh, mm -hmm. about uh, HR professionals. But now that we are, we are already in 2023, why, uh, in as many as possible, few words, why you think that uh, even if we have the perfect conditions for mm -hmm. the HR professionals, we still struggling with the same uh, issues and, uh, let's say, problems mm -hmm. yeah that's a good question and i i would say it's related to human behavior okay it's related to psychology and how we deal with change right so that's what i see in most of the cases and 
same for me, right? I'm not going to say I'm perfect on this. I'm not. I'm just trying to learn and trying to grow in my uh, career, my function, and to really add value to the business. Mm -hmm. And what I can see is that not just HR, but any other professional, like consider, for instance, the future of work uh, discussion. That is going on for, you know, even before COVID, mm -hmm. but was not uh, something that people would just, uh, you know, start working. I need to upskill. I need to learn new things, mm -hmm. right? Maybe the rational now is there, you know, that part saying I need to learn more about, you know, new ways of working, remote working, change management, business transformation. But the part, the thing is, you know, in reality, we are still struggling with this idea or this concept in our heads mm -hmm. that if we stay the same, you know, it's working now, it will continue working. So I think that's the main problem here with uh, HR and not just HR, but also people mm -hmm. in a more fundamental kind of discussion. Because, you know, for the change to happen, and when you say like, oh, we are 2023 now, and, you know, this uh, COVID thing is going on for three years, if you put in the mix, you know, VUCA, you know, that's something from the 60s, right? Yeah. And still people don't understand truly what, you know, like a volatile, uncertain, you know, and being world is really about and how to tackle that. We try to keep, you know, in a small kind of a controllable, you know, box that we can work with. Yeah. So I think, you know, just in a few words here, um, you really need to go into this journey of uh, understanding how you're managing change mm -hmm. as a professional. And, you know, any professional, not just HR. Uh, and really understanding, okay, how do I want to prepare for this future? What are the small uh, things I can start doing today okay. to prepare for this future? So, you know, sometimes we just uh, think, you know, it needs to be a perfect solution. As you said, mm -hmm. you know, this book looks beautiful. But, you know, if you read about it, and maybe like 10% is, is applicable of that book. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So the, the, the first thing that uh, we came up with is that the difficulties of change in general. So this came down to the HR professionals. So this brings us to the next question that it is, how can we prepare uh, to be more effective in an uncertain world? And uh, by saying we, I also uh, definitely include the HR professionals. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't have all the answers, to be honest. Um, and but I think you know what I can say from my own experience is that one thing that works is really to you know have an agenda, you know, a calendar. So every week, what you can do basically is to open your calendar and just look. You know, what are the times I can block here to actually learn something new this week? or something that will be important to me or important to my business, mm -hmm. right? Because I think that exercise of, you know, actually learning something new every single week, that means that at the end of a, a full year, you're going to learn like 52 new things, right? That's a lot. And it's like, can be something just simple as like, okay, uh, you know, change management. I'm going to learn how to do stakeholder management now because those are, this is one of the tools in change management methodology. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then you can apply that and say, I'm going to work in the next month or so, you know, to develop my stakeholder management uh, skills, you know, to have that muscle exercised, but then, I think the, the point here is like you really need to know exactly where you want to be, 
-hmm. in terms of professional, you know, and when you have that clarity in terms of your own goals and what you want to achieve, you know, the things that you need to invest your focus will be clearer. Okay. Um, so for instance, me as an HR professional, I kind of started working in the past few months in terms of, oh, I need to improve my change management skills, mm -hmm. right? So what I did, I started reading books about change management. I started kind of taking courses. I started to look more in terms of what other change partners in my organization they were doing in terms of, you know, being successful. And by doing that, I kind of started to, you know, exercise my mind mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, what exactly this means to me, what is applicable to me mm -hmm. that I can actually use, right? Because that's the other point, right? You can look, read a book about change management, I don't know, 500 pages. But if you are not using that, you know, it's time lost. It's time, you're wasting your time. True. Uh, yeah. Totally agree with you. But this made me thinking of uh, something else. Uh, mm -hmm. Reading books, participating in courses or uh, seminars, uh, it will definitely take some time. Yeah. But what about uh, the importance of uh, the urgency in uh, in the everyday business life because definitely change is something difficult it it needs and it takes time but on the same time both professionals and organizations need rapid uh, changes and solutions so uh, how do we uh, compromise how we deal uh, how we keep the balance between yeah you see what I actually notice in many, many professionals and myself included, is that sometimes we come up with this idea that, you know, priorities, mm -hmm. right? We need to prioritize and we go into this mode of problem solving kind of firefighter, okay. right? Yeah. And we need to solve the fire at hand. Yes, that is true. Mm -hmm. But usually what happens is that we have the world in like a constant fire mode. Like, mm -hmm. I like that uh, Mimi about, you know, the dog sitting in the room with everything on fire. And he says, like, it's fine. I love that Mimi because I think for me, just reflecting on the VUCA world. And honestly, we are in a situation where everything is urgent mm -hmm. and we need to actually understand what exactly is uh, something that is urgent, important that you need to tackle now or it gets worse or things that you just need to kind of let go for a moment understand that, you know, maybe another person will take care of that mm -hmm. or that it can be, you know, taken care of in one week or two weeks. So if you don't actually put some intentional time in your calendar to learn or to have that reflection, you will be in a constant way, like, a, let's say, loop of, you know, firefighting. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that doesn't help you. You know, that will not help you actually achieve your goals. So to your point, in terms of, you know, business priorities, those are important. I'm not saying you should actually let go and just, um, you know, let the world kind of a crash and burn. Mm -hmm. But look at it in a way that you can actually, you know, tackle those problems, prioritize and say, this is important I need to do today. You know, but, you know, my plan was actually to spend maybe 30 minutes today to study a little bit or reflect on this issue. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm not be able to do this today. I'll remove that, you know, blocking on there for tomorrow. But don't let go of that reflection moment. 
you know, mm -hmm. spend some time reflecting, especially because I think that's the main point, you know, as society, we only grow when we can reflect on our past mistakes and we are not good at that. Not at all. I mean, we just try to solve the problem at hand mm -hmm. and then, you know, the problem itself keeps continuing to happening, you know, like in a constant circle, like same problem, same time, you know, every time. How can we actually solve that by reflecting? Okay, so what can I do differently to solve this problem and stop once and for all? So with, uh, with this, we came down to the <coughs> logical safety issues, that it is the prerequisite in order to have honest uh, and uh, open reflections and discussions through the organization. And um, also uh, the... Uh, the thing with the um, authority grade mm -hmm. appears. So, uh, how the how do HR professionals deal with uh, the uh, with the authority with the grade authority, and on the same time with the psychological safety for the rest of the workers in an organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, you're hitting the nail there in the head because for me, you know, in an environment where you're part of an organization with all the chain of command, right? Mm -hmm. um, you already know about the culture of your own company, your own organization. You know what will work and what will not work. And I'm not saying that uh, one company, they only have one set of uh, elements in terms of culture. That will change, like same organization, you have different cultures, that's for sure. It's kind of a, you know, a combination of different cultures, depending on the department, depending on the leader. So it's really to understand a little bit, you know, the leader that you have in front of you, mm -hmm. you know, how you can build uh, your ally network. So you have people that can actually support you and sponsor you, because that's really important. Uh, but again, as an HR professional, I see that what actually works here is really to understand and have the same language as the business leader to really understand what the business is going through. Because sometimes they will look at you and say, okay, you're not listening to me because this is not important to my business. I need to continue selling products. I need to increase revenue. I need to turn around this business because we are at loss and et cetera. And you're saying I need to you know, focus on performance review. Now get out of here. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for this. So I think you know, part of our understanding as HR professionals is really to reflect on the leader that you have. Mm -hmm. You know, try to partner up with him. You know, get some allies that can help you with your goals and really to understand: Do I really need to actually push the completion of performance review for you know all my employees? If the answer is yes. Right, then you need to actually focus in some strategies like how can I break this problem in smaller pieces and rework, okay, let's focus. Maybe now I need to just complete the performance review with the leaders. And then I move for like one month later, the performance review process for the rest of the employees, right? If that's a possibility, that's something that you can negotiate with the leader, like to your point, like, you know, the chain of command and try to come up with, uh, creative solutions 
to their problems because in the end their problems is my problem as an HR professional and I cannot just push and say like uh, I know everything about people management and you need to complete your performance review no I think it's more like a conversation mm -hmm. and in the past you kind of have that um, authority as an HR functional leader to say you know to leaders what they need to do or should not do mm -hmm. but now Pretty much with everything, you just uh, look at, for instance, you go to uh, you know, a doctor's appointment today. In some cases, you know more about the issue you have than your doctor because you research about it. You go to Google, you kind of uh, listen to podcasts, you listen to different uh, doctor's opinion in you know, Instagram or etc. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have that conversation with your doctor, not in the sense that he is the um, you know, know everything person, and then you're just like the patient. Now you're kind of in the same level, of course, not the same, you know, academic uh, kind of background, but you can actually have the conversation. But doctor, I think this is a problem here. You know, I read a little bit, uh, you know, that uh, could be something else. Can you please investigate with me? And then you partner up with your doctor. And I think with the business is the same thing. You know, the moment you push yourself as the HR know everything person, Mm -hmm. You know, you lose your leader because then he will start saying like, okay, I don't need you because you're not helping me with my business, right? You're not helping me with my goals and you're not helping the business grow and you're hurting my employees because you're asking them to complete this uh, process by X date, but mm -hmm. they are already overwhelmed. So how can we actually find a balance there? All right. Quite interesting. Yeah. What, how to, to balance the prioritizations we face currently in the world, including the corporate world? Yeah. Well, I'm a big kind of a sponsor or promoter of uh, purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things uh, is really to know exactly what is your purpose, what do you want to achieve, and not just your own personal purpose, but also the organizational purpose, and not that, um, let's say, philosophical purpose thing, you need to know what drives you, because that will, you know, help you become the next billionaire or something like that, yeah. but purpose in the sense that what drives you every morning, right? Mm -hmm. So you wake up, you go to work, why you're going to work, right? Sometimes to do things that you hate, Right. Sometimes to do things that are not fun. Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe that your bigger why, Simon Sinek, you know, he's great with the, that book, you know, it's uh, basically, you know, what's your why? And same for business, same for your personal life. Right. Because I think at the moment, you know, a little bit more of, you know, what is my North Star? You're going to actually select the things that make sense to that North Star. Right. You're going to look for opportunities. Uh, to really, you know, drive that uh, kind of opportunities uh, into your, your own life. Like, for instance, even the invite as far as for this uh, podcast, right? Mm -hmm. I think for me, it was something that came in a very good time because uh, I have my purpose here written, right? And then when you reach out and say like, oh, I have this and let's uh, have a conversation, etc. And when I went into the website and saw everything about VUCA, you know, all the concepts, I said, like, this is aligned to my purpose. So, you know, maybe it's worth have the conversation and we can talk. If it was something completely different, maybe someone was just uh, reaching out to me, oh, let's talk about children's education. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's something that interests me in some level because I'm a parent, but yeah. it's not the thing that I want to invest, you know? 
Okay. So I think that when you know exactly what is the direction of your company, your own direction, you start to prioritize better. And then you can push back on leaders saying like, really, you're asking me for this, but this is not, not aligned to our corporate goals. Mm -hmm. So we need to choose, right? Okay. Or either I, you know, drop everything and do this that you are asking me that is not aligned to our goals or we keep focusing on our goals. And again, goals for me is not something set in stone. You have the ability to revise that and say, that makes sense, you know, one year ago, but now it's completely different. So I need to change my goals. Okay. Yeah. Okay, very nice. Now, I will come with, I will come up with, um, uh, let's say, hard question. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, I assume both uh, can recognize a situation that it is quite common to organization and it is a kind of issue, a kind of problem that HR professionals have to, to deal with. Mm -hmm. uh, when a candidate is coming to, uh, to the interview, uh, he goes through the procedure of the psychometric tests, the interview and stuff like that. So okay. during that procedure, uh, they are answering the questions correctly. So uh, it means that uh, they came prepared. Uh, they provide uh, their vision, why they want to align with the vision of the company in order to get this position. But when things go um, shit, their behavior is completely different according to the uh, results of the psychometric tests and what they said during the interview. Mm -hmm. How does this situation affect the HR professionals uh, in a crisis situation in the organization? Yeah. Well, I think that's a problem not just in HR and then organizations, but also world, right? If you look at politics, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, coming to the corporate world, uh, there are two things in there. Like one is like when you're a candidate and you're in that dating stage, mm -hmm. um, you are trying to impress like and sometimes you know some people they can actually do some research as i said you know we go to google you can go to glassdoor or some other sites that you can find reviews of that specific company mm -hmm. you can do some research and say like what is the things that are like strong you know what are the things that are kind of gaps in that company so how should i position myself in that specific scenario right that's also situational leadership you are probably aware of that, you know, coming from like this military background as well. I think it's something that, you know, you kind of adjust to your audience, right? And sometimes you can do that, you know, in a way to, and you go through like a lot of those tests and you know exactly what to answer, right? So, you know, that's why as an HR professional, don't trust in just one test. You know, you really need to have like interviews with different people. You need to tr take actually that person to through a panel of uh, interviews. You know, you have an HR professional, you have someone that will be like the peer of that person, the leader of that person, and maybe like an internal client that can interview that same uh, person. So you have different information that you can cross check. That's mm -hmm. kind of the basic principle of, uh, you know, strategic thinking, let's mm -hmm. say you know, critical thinking, you really need to compare different sources of information and then filter what makes sense or not. Mm -hmm. So I think in a test like that, you know, and there are some tests today that they a little bit try to measure, 
you know, where you go as a person when you are under stress. Mm -hmm. I have seen some tests like that. So it's kind of you have a situation and then you answer and then the test comes with a different question, like same scenario, but more kind of you have a timeline to deliver or someone is pushing you or an etc. Mm -hmm. And then in that test, you can see like, for instance, it, when you are performing at your best mm -hmm. and when you are not performing at your best or, you know, some people like if you go into the psychology side, you mm -hmm. know, like the shadows, right? Mm -hmm. Like a Carl Jung shadow concept where basically if you are not in your best mood, right, you can be a completely different person. So I think some tasks can help you also to identify that in a candidate. But again, for me, I would say as an HR professional, don't trust in just one task. Try to have the panel uh, interview uh, that same candidate, right? Because that can actually help you to do a better of a due diligence during the interview process. Um, but, you know, sorry, there is no perfect uh, answer here, no perfect uh, interview. So mm -hmm. you can actually bring someone and then, you know, two months later, you just find out that the person is not uh, fit to your company culture or is not uh, someone that uh, is a good leader. Because that, that happens as well, right? People, they kind of uh, try to sell themselves as something that they are not. Okay. Uh, what, uh, according to your experience and uh, your knowledge, are um, the best tools uh, for HR professionals to, that will help them with, uh, to, to their everyday uh, job? Well, I think part of, um, you know, for me, super important, like the tools that they can use. One is like, you know, really to have like a self, um, let's say, awareness. Mm -hmm. right really to go into that journey so that too is really important to have you know the concept when we talk about conscious leadership is mm -hmm. really how you as a person behave in you in the workplace and then how you relate to others so that is one very important uh, skill let's say that you need to have in your toolbox for me it's like the first one to have and not just work but also life uh, the second one that I would say is really, really important in today's world is really to understand more about change management. Mm -hmm. um, you know, talking about VUCA, you know, everything is changing all the time. So as an HR professional, I don't think you can afford to not know about change management, mm -hmm. you know, because you're all the time dealing with uh, different expectations from your clients yeah. and you need to help them go through that change curve. Right. They start sometimes, you know, anger and then they go through like grief and then they come to acceptance and then start promoting. So if you carry them through that change and people go in different paces, they have different journeys. Some people will like to go through that change. Some people will not like to go through that change. And then you as an HR professional need to understand and be sensible when someone is saying like, I don't want to be part of this organization anymore because it's changing too much. It's not something that it was like, you know, when I joined 10 years ago. So, okay, maybe it's time for you to go in a different path. So I think that's like, uh, you know, the second one. And the third for me is really, you know, considering like a VUCA world is really to have that, um, you know, business acumen. You know, HR professionals, they need to be strong on that. You know, they need to be better on that. Um, many, many times you listen, uh, people that were, you know, marketing leaders coming to the HR function, function, 
or a finance leader coming to HR or a business leader coming to HR and et cetera. And also the other way around, I'm, I'm seeing more and more HR professional CHROs actually moving into the CEO uh, seat because of all the background. Um, so I think that is something that we need to understand a little bit more because HR in the past was like pretty much like it's just people, just processes. Mm -hmm. But now we can be so much more and we need to understand that it's important to know your product, know your business, know your customers. So you can actually propose things that will you know, have a kind of a impact with your leaders. Awesome. What are the qualities? Uh, you can name three or four. <coughs> Uh, in, if possible, that you are searching or you are looking for to your colleagues or to your candidates? Mm, first one, I think, is a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Really to have someone that is uh, not afraid of trying new things and really looking to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's so important and sometimes, you know, we go into the fixed mindset and it's like all the ego wars you know, in the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, I think the second one that I can tell about the quality here is like to really be um, a human being, you know, to understand that you're someone with uh, things that you can actually excel and things that you need to improve. But if you just focus on one thing or the other, right, you'll not be a complete professional or a complete, let's say, person. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think if you are conscious of those things, you know, you'll be in a better shape in this world that is changing because then you are faster to adapt and really understand, okay, I need to learn this now or I need to actually move into this uh, uh, different function now because, you know, HR may be something that is not for me anymore. Maybe I can do something else. Uh, and then the third one that I say also important is really to have those uh, goals, right? If I you know, ask to someone, and maybe this is cliche or not, uh, in an interview, where do you see in five years from now, 10 years from now, mm -hmm. right? I'm not actually, I don't want to know about your goals exactly, right? And the specifics of your goals. I just want to know if you are someone that you think about the future, mm -hmm. right? And you try to come up with different scenarios. Okay, I can go through this path. If that doesn't work, I can take plan B, plan C, plan D. Right. And, but I think that's the main point, you know, when you ask those questions about future ambitions is really to know if that person is uh, considering thinking about this or if that person is only going through their life, you know, in kind of autopilot and mm -hmm. not really thinking about the journey. Awesome. Quite interesting. And I come up with uh, the final uh, question that uh, is this one. During all this time that we have this uh, uh, great and interesting discussion, we are focusing on the changing procedures, uh, both from uh, the organization aspect, but also from the professionals and also from the workers. But the final question at the end, and these are again according to your experience and your uh, existing knowledge, do the organizations have the capacity, uh, the, the capacity of the humans, I mean, and also the financial capacity to manage uh, all these changes that need to be happened because part of the change is the human error and the mistakes. So is there, do the organization have enough capacity to handle the whole situation? Mm, 
I would look at this question in two different ways. One is the, yes, they have the capacity. Mm -hmm. And two, do they have the behavior to okay. support that change? Because for me, you know, any organization, they can, it can learn, it can grow, it can evolve over time. And we saw some companies that they actually, you know, went bankrupt because they were not um, looking at the external signs and internal signs of where the market was going or where the product was going. Mm -hmm. um, and then those companies, they died. But it's not because they didn't have the capacity. And I can quote one example here, like uh, Kodak, right? The photographic company. Mm -hmm. They invented, uh, you know, the digital photography, right? You know, the machine. But mm -hmm. they were not able to foresee, like, you know, this is the future. Mm -hmm. And they kept investing on the traditional photography, you know, the film, revelation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that broke the company, right? Yeah. Uh, if, they, if they had someone there to say, like, oh, maybe we should invest in this digital business more and then, you know, see where it goes, maybe mm -hmm. they would be market leader by today. I don't know. Uh, same with BlackBerry, right? Remember before when the, you know we had the first iPhone, mm -hmm. uh, BlackBerry was pretty much the one that said no one would like the iPhone. You know, there is no keyboard in it. You know, people love our products and etc. Now you you know everyone has like a screen, you know, touch screen smartphone in their hands. Mm -hmm. um, but if in the past they would pretty much look at that and say like we need to change, you know. So you see the capacity was there, right? Yes. They had the like the installed capacity, or maybe they should invest more in R and D or something like that. But they mm -hmm. had like a little bit, right, of that. But the behavior was like, you know, this is not going to work in the future. And then the behavior of those leaders was like, you know, kind of uh, killing the company, and they were not able to see in time to actually mm -hmm. revert the situation. So when you ask me, like, do we have the money? I think, yes. I mean, you need to actually come to that hard conversation about if I invest in this, mm -hmm. this will save my company in the future, or should I just keep investing in maintaining the status quo? And that will probably kill the company in two years. All right. right. Where is, where uh, someone can find you? Where someone can read about your um, thoughts and your uh, beliefs? <laughs> So I do have uh, my LinkedIn profile. I think it will be shared in show notes here. Uh, you can reach out to me, send a message, and etc. I will start uh, a blog later this month. So, you know, stay tuned. It will be on my LinkedIn profile as well. And I'm on Twitter, uh, LCVitor. It's uh, the handle. Uh, you can just uh, connect there too. And before we end, what are your future plans? My future plan is really to focus on the future of work, you know, to understand because I, I see like a big crisis coming up, especially now if you consider all the evolutions in terms of, uh, you know, AI, you know, chat GPT, if you study a little bit about that, you know, I think that will be a big game changer in our lives. And uh, I think people are not really aware that they need to start working now to actually catch up that train. Mm -hmm. or they will be in a scenario where probably they will be excluded from this uh, evolution mm -hmm. and then it will be really hard to catch up so i think you know in the future i'm really trying to work with people to you know 
awakened to that uh, new wave, let's say, of evolution, mm -hmm. and how we can actually keep also the human side, because I believe, you know, AI will be reality. All these new tools will be a reality in our lives, but there is the human components, they cannot be replaced. And you know, honestly, even though, you know, let's call the chat GPT, uh, you know, kind of movement, Mm -hmm. Even though you can ask questions there and then the AI will give you all the answers, yeah. I really think you need to actually know a little bit more about the research. You need to actually understand a little bit more of the concept and not rely 100% on machine, you know? Awesome, awesome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the um, connections and the links of uh, where you can find and talk with Victor are uh, down to the uh, comments. Thank you very, very much for being with us in this episode. Victor, thank you yeah. very, very much. Thank you, as far as uh, thank you for the invite and uh, really looking forward to connect with you folks and just, uh, you know, reach out. Okay, bye-bye. See you to the next episode.